fresh look at the giving environment as we examine giving trends by race and ethnicity. Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich. This is the first day from the Fundraising School, and I'm joined today by my colleagues, Dr. Una Osley. Una is the Associate Dean at the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy and one of the top 50 influencers in the nonprofit sector. One reason of the many why Una receives this designation is her leadership on researching and explaining a better understanding of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging in the philanthropic sector. We're also joined today by Satosh Matapa, who's a member of our research team. She serves as research associate and also works alongside our Muslim Philanthropy Initiative. Una, let me start with you. This is the uh, Giving by Donors of Color, study number two, the formal title again, The Giving Environment, Giving Trends by Race and Ethnicity. What really stands out in this next iteration of your research? Well, thank you, Bill, for that uh, opportunity to share the research. We have had, uh, as you know, the first phase, the second phase looks at trends over time in donors' giving patterns. And what we find is that Americans of all backgrounds actually have been affected by economic downturns. In particular, we found that uh, donors have faced uh, declining rates of giving as a whole. And so this is part of the narrative where Americans are very generous. However, we've also seen economic shocks beginning with the Great Recession did knock many uh, donors uh, of color and of all backgrounds off the trajectories that they were on. And the takeaway there is that we need to be aware of how economic downturns affect donors of all backgrounds, because what we also found is that even after the economy recovered, it took much longer for many communities of color to bounce back. So while the big picture here is donors of color are giving, economic shocks have affected donors of all backgrounds, and we're also seeing a lot of important differences in how donors give. Una, if you could expand on that, please. This study looks at the charitable giving amongst five different racial and ethnic groups, Caucasian, Black, Hispanic, Asian, and Native Indian. And the report finds that household giving amongst all five demographics has declined. And the time frame is interesting. You're looking at before the Great Recession, 2008, and then the decade following the Great Recession, 2008, to 2018. And that dividing point of the Great Recession helps tell this story. Can, can you help our audience understand that, please? Yes. So the Lilly Family School has been very intentional about uh, tracking the trends of all Americans and their giving over time using the philanthropy panel study. One very important takeaway from this study over time is that giving rates have fallen from the top um, two-thirds of Americans giving at the beginning of the 21st century to where it is today, which is under half. What we haven't known, though, is how different groups by race and ethnicity have fared in this very uh, uncertain and volatile economic environment. And what we learned is that communities of color were particularly hard hit by the Great Recession, and the recovery was longer for many families. And what we have taken away from all of this is that discussions about philanthropy also need to be put into context around wealth building, financial literacy, and how we weather economic shocks. And this is a very important discussion to have, especially now in this uh, post-COVID economy where we're seeing different recovery rates for many families. And for fundraisers to be aware of that context, how the economy affects giving, how downturns affect giving, but also how recovery might uh, be different by income, by race, and by ethnicity. 
So Tashma, I'd like to ask you, uh, you know, Una made the important point that just because there are declines amongst all the racial and ethnic groups, that does not mean that any of these groups of folks are not generous, that they're not philanthropically active, that indeed we do see charitable giving amongst all these racial and ethnic groups. And, and the report flat out says and comes out strongly, race and ethnicity influence giving patterns. What stands out for you as this report becomes public? Firstly, thank you so much, Bill, for having us. Um, this is really special. Um, so just kind of uh, going back to what Dr. Una was highlighting, uh, one of the key takeaways for this report for me was that philanthropy does not conform to a one-size-fits-all approach. We need to keep this in mind before um, we proceed with anything else, really. Um, Yes, like there have been economic downturns and we need to also keep in mind that there have been social justice movements, at least, you know, like uh, recently they've really um, skyrocketed. And there's also been a call for environmental justice, you know, recently. So these have all contributed to the trust component. And that is trust is something that's really important to keep in mind within communities of color. But like you said, yes, giving rates have declined, but this does not mean that donors of color and their generosity has declined. Instead, donors of color, they engage in informal versions, informal forms of philanthropy that is often ignored um, and it's often left out of the picture just because it's not quantifiable. So we have private transfers, giving circles, mutual aid that also needs to be a part of the conversation. And this report really stands out for me because we have been intentional um, to incorporate three different case studies. Uh, first one, we look at the Tribal Nations Conser Conservation Pledge and Funding Collaborative. That is an initiative that was recently started by the Native Americans in Philanthropy and Biodiversity Funders Group. We also look at giving circles, two in particular. One, the Latino Giving Circle Network. And second, the Building More Purpose with Philanthropy Giving Circle Network. And thirdly, we also look at the National Museum of African-American History and Culture that's based in DC, which um, was a result of donors of color, um, which was a result of a collective effort of donors of color, actually. Uh, so all of this really stands out to me. And like I said, philanthropy does not conform to a one-size-fits-all. Satoshima, I mentioned that you also uh, do work with our Muslim Philanthropy Initiative, and this study takes great care in trying to examine charitable giving amongst these racial and ethnic groups for religious causes and secular causes. Help our audience please understand uh, the distinctions that the study draws out in that regard. Yes, um, that's a great question. So, you know, like in the United States, when we look at philanthropy, um, and where the money goes, um, you know, religious causes, secular causes, it, you know, it, it's obviously like we have to make a distinction between the two when we look at the numbers. So religious causes, you know, like we look at religious, we've looked at religious congregations and um, we've, for secular causes, we've looked at, um, you know, like social causes, for instance, that would be, uh, that would fall under secular causes here. So some like really broad, like overview example would be that, that kind of draws like a nuanced picture here is that although there has been a decline in um, giving to religious causes, uh, we found that Black Americans, in fact, they have maintained their generosity to religious congregations in comparison to other 
um, racial and ethnic groups. And as for secular causes, we've seen that although there has been a decline, uh, when we've conducted a regression analysis, we've seen that white Americans have, in fact, maintained um, their generosity to secular causes. So this is the distinction that we want to paint. And although there is a distinction, there's also an overlap and everything is very nuanced. You know, we've had several conversations on this podcast before about the need of fundraisers to cross lines of distinction, to not raise money from people who just resemble themselves and to really reach out and diversify their donor databases. And of course, you know, when we see these numbers that, uh, you know, the percentage of households charitably active since 2008 declining amongst various racial groups and donors of color. It raises the question, is that because fundraisers are not reaching out to people? I'm not sure if the study specifically addresses this, but how can this report help us understand uh, and again, remind fundraisers to do all they can to be diversifying their donor databases? Well, I'm so glad you raised that point. When we look at American households today, they look very different from what they looked like in the 1950s or 1960s. And yet many of our organizations have not necessarily uh, embraced that more diversified pool of donors that's out there today. So as we look ahead to the future of this country, we know that uh, all of our communities are more diverse than they were in the past. And at the same time, fundraisers have an opportunity, and it's really an opportunity to engage with those diverse communities, to engage them as donors, but also to learn what their preferences are, what their motivations for giving are, and to build authentic relationships to really meaningfully engage with those communities, because it's often central to their mission, uh, because it, it does help them achieve the goals that they seek within their organizations. Uh, what we've also found, and I'm so glad as Atashma raised the African-American Museum example, is that when organizations really do uh, take that uh, diverse donor story very seriously, they can be enormously successful. The Smithsonian African-American Museum not only set new records in terms of fundraising, but also engaged donors of all different backgrounds. And people gave not just their financial resources, monetary resources, but also their time, their talents, and even artifacts from their homes. So I think that case study illustrates just the possibility and potential that organizations can start to tap into and go well beyond maybe even their fundraising goals and really building partnerships with the communities they serve. This is such an important research study, an update on recent work from a couple of years ago to help us understand the giving of charitable dollars in the United States by race and ethnicity as all of us endeavor to have that diverse portfolio of donors in our respective nonprofit organizations. Again, the study is the giving environment, giving trends by race and ethnicity. How are you going to find this free report? On our website at philanthropy.iupui.edu. Now go across the toolbar, find research, you'll get the pull-down menu, and you'll find that research report and the rest of the uh, studies that Una and her team are putting together for the rest of us. Now, you move over a couple spots on that top toolbar, you, you see the fundraising school. That's where you're going to learn about our professional development courses. About two dozen of them are public courses. The rest are developed in custom training that we can design specifically for your nonprofit, your association, your region, in the United States, anywhere around the world, in person, 
and online. We have quarterly webinars, we have these free podcasts, and of course, all of our knowledge is gathered in our textbook, Achieving Excellence in Fundraising, the fifth edition. Again, that website, philanthropy.iui.edu. I'm so grateful for my colleagues, Una Osley and Shatashma Tapa, joining us today to discuss this report. Our podcast today produced by Jennifer Boffman and Mike Anthony. I'm Bill Stanjakevich. You are now more fully informed on this first day from the fundraising school. Thank you.